Hi everyone, Lisa here, and just popping in to do a little bit of a lecture or a bit of a discussion around uh, LSD training versus uh, lower mileage but more high intensity training. And as you can probably guess from, uh, if you're a part of Running Hot Coaching, we are not big proponents of the old traditional high mileage models, and there's really good reasons for that. Now, let's first look at LSD training. Now, LSD stands for Long Distance Training. Now, traditionally, this has been the go-to model for runners who are wanting to build up to longer distances. You typically are spending most of your running training in that uh, aerobic level where you can still have enough oxygen to be able to, to talk and, and while you're running. Um, and there are many, many adaptations that come about from doing the long, slow distance training that are really, really beneficial. So we're not saying that um, this is not beneficial, but we want you to take into account a few other things which we'll discuss as we go along. So some of the benefits of doing um, predominantly long slow distance training, so that's you're starting off with a lower mileage and you're building it up weekly, getting progressively fast, uh, further in your training and doing more miles. And this works to a certain degree, and this is a good place to start off. It's certainly a good place to build your aerobic uh, capacity. Your, you will increase your VO2 max, you can increase your um, tendon and ligament strength, and give your body uh, time over while you're running to actually get stronger, stronger muscles, more capillary growth. You teaching your body to burn stored fats better, which is a really crucial um, uh, part of the puzzle. You're, you're tra training your body also to use your carbohydrates more effectively. Uh, and all of these things are positive adaptations that the body makes from long, slow distance running. And I have to say that in, in my career in the first uh, 15 years, I ran like that. That's all I did was long, slow distance training. It, so it has its merits and it has its part in any training program. But long, slow distance training means basically anyone who's running 80 to 100 kilometers a week plus and doing that is predominantly what they, they're doing, and they're not doing anything else much. Um, and this is where the problems come in. So once you, um, once you get a good, strong, solid base of fitness, you also need to make sure that you are doing other things. So as you get um, through your running career and you start doing longer and longer distances, and yes, your body starts to adapt and you become more efficient at running for longer periods, um, your aerobic capacity increases, your, your muscles get stronger, your ligaments and, and tendons get stronger, and all of these sort of things. But there are some major caveats to what actually happens when you're doing it this way. Now, it does, there is an old um, rule about specificity, and that rule says that if you're going to do long, slow races like marathon or ultra marathon then you need to do predominantly long slow training and that's all well and good but it doesn't take into account um, things like accumulated fatigue the stress um, the levels going up it doesn't take into account hormonal problems um, and what we see typically happening is that works that approach for a certain amount of time even for a few years especially if you're younger but it inevitably leads to much, much higher risk of injury um, as you do lots of long, slow distance training and nothing else, 
you tend to lose range of motion in your joints, you tend to have postural changes that are not good, um, you can age faster, uh, the benefits of the bone density which are increasing at the beginning can start to reverse as you overload and start to, um, you know, and if you're getting into high mileage for year upon year upon year, year round without any cycles, and this is what typically happens because we get addicted to the long, slow stuff, and I know there have been there. What happens though is it leads to burnout, it leads to higher amount of injuries and, and risks. Um, hi, nice to see you there, Christy and Karen and Cindy, thanks for joining. Um, I hope I'm making sense here and trying to put it in a, in a bit of a scientific way for you. But so that long, slow stuff has its place and it's certainly where you should be starting. But as you get on in your career, what I started to find is that I was just getting more and more burnt out. My hormones were going up the wops. I was getting sicker. My immune system was taking hits. Because I was doing these 150 kilometer to 200k uh, weeks of training year round and um, year in, year out. And what actually happened is that, you know, you start to get sicker, you start to get weaker, your posture starts to go down, your muscles start to even break down and you actually lose muscle mass. And all of these sort of things um, can have an impact. So what we've done and what we, why we're so passionate about this is that we want you to do a certain amount of long, slow base training. There's, there's no way around it. A certain amount is fine. But what you need to do to counteract the risks of, of increased injury from doing too high mileage models is to cut down on the total amount of mileage and replace it with strength training, so weight training or at least body weight training to replace it with um, mobility training and to replace it with high intensity training. So typically now for me in the last few years and working with Neil, he, you know, like I said uh, uh, many a times, he cut my mileage in half and we took a very holistic approach to how we do things. And the consequences were, well, yeah, the results spoke for themselves. I had the best years of my career when I listened to him. And there were times when that, throughout that career where I thought, well, I'm so amazing, I'm so bulletproof, I can just do one race after the other. And then that led to the same problem again because the mileage was too high once again. But when I listened to him, that's when I had my best results. So what we what we want you to do then is to just to change your addiction to long, slow distance running. So many of us who've been running for quite a long time now have come and have grown up with this old traditional model. You had to increase your mileage week by week by week. You had to do big distances in order for the body to adapt, to get stronger ligaments and muscles and bones and aerobic capacity and blood flow and VO2 max. But what it doesn't take into account is all the injuries that start to pile up. Now, there was a study done uh, and published um, oh, a few years ago now in the Sports Medicine um, Journal, and it was about all these people that were training for a marathon, and 90% of them had an injury each year, 90% of marathon runners. And the biggest ones were knee injuries at 25%. Um, and then when you had calf muscles and shin problems at around the 20%, I think. Um, then you had foot and um, uh, ankle injuries, and they were around the 10%, and so it went on. 
And what they found is if you cut the mileage back and you introduce more weight training, then this is going to help you avoid all those common injuries. But it's not just about the injuries. It's also about the hormones in your body, especially ladies when you're in your 30s, your 40s, your, you know, in your 50s. We're going through some major hormonal changes all the way through, and we have to be very careful not to tip our body over into panic stations and, and then um, the stress levels. But this is also valid for the guys, the endocrine system. Um, so a much better approach is, is a halving the normal mileage that you might have done in the past, but to replace it with high-intensity training so that your sessions um, are often hurting. They're often, you know, high intensity, shorter sessions, um, and you're introducing some cross training into there. You're introducing weight training. You might want to, you know, like obviously we've got lots of different types of workouts we can build in there. You can do weights in the gym. Now, doing things like a six week program of weights in the gym, that alone will increase your bone density quite considerably. Um, so, you know, you don't have to just do the long, slow model to get that. If you want increased capillary development, if you want increase in your cardiovascular abilities, your VO2 max, then the anaerobic training will also help that. Um, and if you want to improve your hormone profile, it's not piling on tons of stress and including the likes of Pilates and yoga and mobility work as well. So this is why we have this holistic approach. I hope that makes sense to you. And we do get lots of people arguing with us about, oh, but I need, I used to do, uh, you know, 80, 90, 100, 120, 150 kilometers a week. And now you've got me on this, to, to them, ridiculously low amount of mileage. How the hell am I going to do my race? This is just a mental addiction that we have. And it's, um, it's not conducive to having longevity in the sport. The old method will work for a certain amount of time. But if you look at any old runners now, if you look around the streets at people that have been in the Harriers clubs for years and they're, you know, they're, they're known to be long-distance runners forever and a day, how do they look? How do they typically look? Do they look healthy or do they look aged faster? Do they look fragile? Do they look like they've got a flaccid upper body? Do they, is their posture poor? Uh, have they got muscle um, breakdown? You can see that they're not nice and plump and strong. I mean, plump, not an overweight, but I mean, nice, strong muscles. Um, and this is the sort of thing that will happen over time if you just keep, you become like a dried out old prune, basically. So um, avoid being that dried out old runner by incorporating muscle building exercises into your, your regime, by incorporating the mobility work so that you stay flexible, improving always on your form and your posture as you go as well. Okay, guys, so I hope that's been a little bit of a help and a bit more of an explanation and a reminder to you guys who have already adopted this new approach. It's not new, actually. It's been around for a while, but um, in the way, shape, and form that we have it with the whole holistic and once again, also don't forget that your mindset plays a huge part in this game. So having a, a discussion around yourself, with yourself, if you are feeling like you are one of those people that is addicted to long, slow distance, and that's the only way to get to the goal, um, try and talk yourself out of that. Just try it for a little while, you know. Have a couple of months of trying this alternative method, um, not... Um, doing things like, well, I'm going to go for an extra 10K run instead of doing my strength training. 
uh, that sort of stuff isn't going to be conducive at the end, okay? So thanks very much, guys. Hope that was helpful. And please, please, please keep asking questions. It helps us um, come up with ideas of what we can talk about and what you're and, and let us know what challenges you are having so that we can answer those questions as best we can. Okay, guys, happy training. See you guys.